More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, don't panic! Are you struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety? Is stress stealing your joy? Let's help you connect with God's grace and discover the path to a more peaceful life. 877-573-7825. If they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life, well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to learn. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, don't panic. Easy to say, harder to do, right? Today we're asking you, are you struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety? Is stress stealing your joy? Let us help you connect with God's grace and discover the path to a more peaceful life. Who wouldn't want a little more peace in their life? (laughs) Who wouldn't like to feel a little calmer? Who wouldn't like to be able to get past that stress, worry, or anxiety that is weighing us down so often? Give us a call if you'd like to experience some relief. The number is 877 573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And if you can't always listen live, don't worry. Or be fearful or anxious. Tune into the More to Life podcast and send us your questions via email. The address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two. Questions at moretoliferadio.com. And remember, if you can't catch us live some days, we love it when you do, because when you can ask those questions live, we can help you out right there and then. But you can listen to the podcast because... It is there for you. So always be with us here on More to Life. Really, stress and anxiety, man. There's not one of us that doesn't feel it sometimes, you know. And and sometimes it's a it's little things. You know, you wake up in the morning and you have that dread about that particular thing. You know, is that particular kid going to be cranky today? Are you going to be able to get your workload done? Are you going to be able to deal with, you know, homework time with the kids? Are you going to be able to get along with this particular person today? There's that. But then there's the bigger things. You know, are you going to be able to handle those bigger challenges in your life? The paying the bills, the balancing your life, those health scares, all of that stuff that can really either be overwhelming us like a rushing river or undermining our joy and our peace and our happiness because it's sort of that underground stream that's always there for you and taking the edge off of the good in your life. And you just want to know, how do you deal with that? How do you get it under control so you can have more moments of peace 
and joy and harmony with others and a sense of well-being and a sense of being self effective. If all of those sound like good things, well, let's talk about it today because if you're particularly challenged in your life by something or in your relationships, if specific worries are disturbing your your night and your sleep, maybe you're just stressed in general or you're feeling like anxiety is, as I said, stealing your joy or robbing that peace from you. Let us help you discover the grace and the skills you need to go from being a worrier to being a warrior. Ooh, I like that. Well, you know, and sometimes even that scares us. You know, I, I sometimes I'll be like, I, I don't want to be a, a warrior. They'll, that, they get hurt. <laughs> That's hard. Well, there are lots of ways to do that in little ways that are going to give you that peace and connect you with God's grace. So let's talk about it today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. We are helping you overcome those either situations or people that are causing you stress, worry, or anxiety, or just the very feeling of being stressed, worried, or anxious on a regular basis, because there's plenty we could feel stressed, worried, or anxious about. And of course, if you've got somebody in your life who's dealing with stress and anxiety and those things going on, the kids in your life who are having a hard time dealing with school or transitions in their life, your spouse who's just overwhelmed by things at the moment, or in general, that adult parent who's just really having some anxiety about those things going on. Anybody in your life, yeah. A lot of anxiety about the challenges they face in work or their marriage and family life. That's for sure. And we're parents to them forever. And when they're dealing with stress or worry or anxiety, how do we effectively help them now that they're adults? Whether it's you or somebody you care about, or somebody who's just affecting your life, we're here for you today on More to Life. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. Uh, And if you're not completely sure what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections every Wednesday for about five years um, that looked at how we can discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design of creation. Now, anxiety, as we've been saying, is common enough, and we all feel stressed and worried and anxious at times. But the theology of the body reminds us that it was never God's intention that we would be anxious. In fact, that first anxiety attack occurred immediately after the fall when Adam and Eve felt separated from God and each other, and they hid. We tend to think that anxiety is an unavoidable part of life, but the theology of the body reminds us to look to God's design of the body to discover his plan for living a more peaceful, abundant life. Brain scientists tell us that we weren't naturally built to be anxious. In fact, anxiety is a sign that we feel disconnected from the help, support, 
and encouragement we need to feel a strong connection to God and to others. Well, that's right. And research shows, actually, that when we're going through hard times, if, underneath it all, we feel securely attached to God and the people around us, our brains actually produce chemicals that help us stay calm, despite the problems. By contrast, even when we aren't facing problems in a specific situation, if we struggle to feel connected to God and others, or if our connection to God or others is being threatened in some way, our brain produces chemicals that make us feel anxious. And understood in this light, anxiety is really meant to be a message that says, hey, go find safe, healthy people to support and help you. You know, the theology of the body reminds us that biology is theology, and by prayerfully reflecting on God's design of our bodies, we can discern important insights about what it takes to live a healthy, holy life and have healthy, holy relationships. The theology of the body and brain science both remind us that the key to peace is seeking union with God and cultivating the community of love that God's placed around us. Now, that's easy to say, a little harder to live out, so we are helping you deal with stress, worry, or anxiety, and helping you support the people around you who are stressed, worried, or anxious. If you or someone you care about is dealing with stress, worry, or anxiety about a particular challenge in your life or relationships, or you're just stressed out in general and feel like anxiety is stealing your joy and robbing your peace, or again, if you're in a relationship with somebody who is just caught up and kind of buzzing with anxiety and it's really hard to be around them and you're not trying to support them, we're here for both of those things, all of those things. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. I will share that a lot of the advice that we'll be giving today on the program is taken from my book, Unworried. A Life Without Anxiety. Um, and when people read the title, they think it's just sort of a marketing ploy, right? A uh, life without anxiety, that's insane. But the truth is, um, we can live life without anxiety because there's a difference between anxiety and concern. You know, we can be concerned about things, but when we're concerned about things, we, we look at those things and we say, hey, there's a problem there. I should do something about that. And, and we, we actively say, how can we address it? So right. as soon as we start effectively making that plan and those connections that you were talking about, it takes it from this worry that's eating away at the back of our minds to... I can do this. I'm effective. God's with me. I've got these resources. And it changes that. So a concern is more of a prompt to action and, and moving connection. ourselves to a feeling of rightness through connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when we, when we feel that concern, we, we reach out to God. We reach out to others. We make a plan and we start working on it. When we feel anxious, we just say, wow, there's a problem. That's a really big problem. It's going to run me over. It's going to crush me. How could I possibly ever lift that problem? What I'm am I only a little baby person. No, everybody's <laughs> expecting me to adult. I can't handle this. And it causes us to feel even more alienated from God and from others and from our own best selves. And so that's the difference. And so if you're looking to live that life without anxiety and learn how to get to that place, let us talk through it together and help you find grace-filled answers and the skills you need to live a more peaceful life. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Our show is titled "Don't Panic." You can also send your questions to us via email at questions at more to life radio dot com. See our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your questions. 
In the name of the, the Father, Father the, the Son, Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you today and we bring you all those people and situations that are causing us to feel stressed, worried, or anxious. We're just the very fact that we have this constant undercurrent of anxiety running through our day, robbing our peace and stealing our joy and, and undermining our confidence. Lord, we ask you for that peace that you promised us, the peace that this world cannot give, a peace beyond all understanding, that enables us to stay rooted in your love and grace, connected to the people you've placed in our lives to love and support us, and really aware of our best selves and all the grace you give us to be that self, even as we work through the problems and challenges that we face in this broken world. Help us, Lord, to not buy into the lies that say that we can't have peace until all the problems are solved and all the stress is over. Help us instead to find that peaceful center in your arms as we go through the day and bear witness to your grace and power in all the things that we do. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Don't Panic as we talk about overcoming stress, worry, or anxiety. Are you stressed out about a particular challenge in your life or relationships? Maybe there are specific worries that are keeping you up at night or sitting on your chest when you wake up in the morning. Maybe you're just stressed out in general or you feel like anxiety is stealing your joy or robbing your peace. Or for that matter, maybe you care about somebody who is just buzzing with anxiety and it's kind of affecting you and you're not sure how to support them or insulate yourself from the drama. We are here for all of that and more today on More to Life. The number 877 573 7825. Greg, we got a message from Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. And she says, how do I learn to trust myself after a lifetime of my parents telling me I'm not good enough? When I have to take on a new skill or a task, like a new job, or even decorating my new apartment, all I can hear in my head is that I won't be good enough and that I will fail. I'm 25 years old and should be excited for my life and relationships, but every time I take a step forward, I hear that message. It makes me anxious, scared, and I feel like I can't do anything to move my life ahead. How should I handle this? And that's Mary listening in Michigan. Oh, God bless you, Mary. Thank you so much for that question. Um, You're dealing with something that St. Ignatius of Loyola referred to as desolations. And desolations are messages from the enemy that either pull us away from God or make it hard for us to be the whole, healed, godly, grace-filled person that God created us to be. And when it's coming from the place that it it originated from for you, Mary, from your parents raising you this way, the reaction to hearing what Greg just said can often be, well, that's, it's not just the voices in my head. It's not just Satan giving me desolations. It's, it's my parents, and they believe this about me, and they raise me, so they must know. And actually, that's the growth of those desolations. Because your, fa- your parents were not the, the healed, fully 
holy people that they were meant to be in raising you, they've passed down some of that pain, and that is what's now manifesting itself as these desolations in your mind. Satan's using that, their stuff, their message, to then give you desolations because you do have this innate prompting of the Holy Spirit that I can do this. I want to decorate my apartment. I want to move into my new job. It's there. The Holy Spirit's telling you those things. But we got to turn up the volume on that and turn down the volume on those desolations that were passed on to you from a different generation. Well, that's correct. And and actually, um, because the enemy doesn't have a body, he's a spirit, just like the Holy Spirit is, uh, is you know, as God, it doesn't have a body, uh, they don't have their own voice. Um, they use other voices, right? And so the enemy is speaking to you through your parents' voice, reminding you of certain experiences that you had, or you know, you know, reminding you of certain things that they said at those specific times, so that you can doubt yourself and not be the person God is calling you to be. The point in saying that is that even though your parents said those things and those experiences actually happened, um, God asks us to test. Every spirit, right? Second Corinthians 10.5 tells us to, to, to hold every thought captive in obedience to Christ and, and test those spirits. And so we test those spirits by asking, is this thought that's going through my head, regardless of whose voice it is, whether it's my voice, my parents' voice, you know, uh, an old boyfriend's voice or whoever, is the thought that's going through my head a prompting of the Holy Spirit? that is helping me draw closer to God and be more the person God is calling me to be, in which case it is a consolation of the Holy Spirit, and I should lean into that. Or is this thought that's going through my head, regardless of whose voice it is, whether it's mine or my parents or anybody else, is this voice leading me away from God or leading me away from the person God's calling me to be, in which case it's a desolation of the enemy. Uh, and I need to come against it, either by ignoring it, in some cases, we can just push through. In other, in other times, we need to confront it and, 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 and confront it with those consolations. And so, actually, we talk about this a lot in my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, how to fight back against those desolations. But the, but the point is, first of all, you want to, I would suggest you beginning by writing down what are the primary thoughts that, go, that are going through your head that undermine your confidence, that, that make you question and doubt yourself. If you could think about that situation in a way that would allow you to address the real problems, okay, the real struggles, uh, but that would allow you to address it with hope and a sense of confidence in God's grace, what would you say to yourself instead? What would that message be? So, for example, instead of, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lovable, right? I, I, just nobody, nobody cares about me. That might go through your head. Um, that is clearly a desolation. Now, a consolation would not be, you know, I'm good enough and I'm smart enough and gosh darn it, people like me. A consolation would be, you know, there are things about myself that I'd like to change. There are things about myself that I don't particularly like. But I know that through God's grace I'm getting better every day and I can always do something about these things. What's one small thing I could do about this today? Do you see the difference? The desolation has you look at the weaknesses or struggles that you have in a way that's condemning, in a way that causes you to feel stuck and frustrated and, and, and lacking in you know, undermining your confidence. A consolation allows you to look at the, those same things and, and, and see them through that lens of hope and grace and growth. So I want you to, to start writing down those desolations and then again look at that situation in a way that would allow you to lean into um, you know, that realistic picture 
but enables you to approach it with a real sense of hope and grace and strength. What would you say to yourself then? That is the consolation that's coming to you from the Holy Spirit. You want to turn the volume up on that. Start with that technique, but then pick up a copy of Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. And, and we talk a lot more about how to confront those desolations that seek to steal our peace and rob our joy. Uh, you can pick it up at CatholicCounselors.com. If you'd like more faithful, uh, personalized support in uh, dealing with this anxiety on, our, on a more regular basis, come on over to CatholicCounselors.com and learn more about our pastoral telecounseling practice. With that, we got to go to break, but when we come back, we're continuing to take your calls at 877-573-7825. We're talking about fear, worry, and anxiety and how to overcome it or support the people around us who are dealing or struggling with it. 877-573-7825. Stick around for more, more to life after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Ever thought you'd make a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Don't Panic! as we talk about what it takes to gracefully overcome stress, worry, or anxiety. Is stress stealing your joy? We want to help you reconnect with God's grace and discover the path to a more peaceful life. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Anastasia Northrup. She is a Theology of the Body expert and founder of the National Catholic Singles Conference at nationalcatholicsingles.com. Anastasia, welcome to More to Life. Thank you so much. So we, you wanted to share some, some insights from the theology of the body that can help us come against the stress, worry, and anxiety in our lives. Yeah, one of the things I was thinking about with the, today's topic is um, the section in Theology of the Body where it talks about how in the beginning 
Adam and Eve, you know, what kind of led to sin was that Adam doubted the gift of God, doubted his love. And that's what happens when we are in anxiety as well, that we, on some level, are not trusting God. We're not trusting that he really, really loves us and has our best interests in mind. And so I find that, you know, when we're worrying anxiety, usually it's about something that we're worried about, something that's going to happen in the future that isn't actually, you know, hasn't happened and it may be in a difficult situation but in that present moment if we can realize that yes we're loved by the father and he does care about us and if we're suffering he's suffering with us he's he's weeping with us you know he's he's there then that can help us in that moment say okay i can live this moment with jesus i can live this moment not doubting his love and holding on to that love and you know that can give us a lot of peace that you know what i don't know what happens tomorrow but he does. Anastasia, let me let me ask you. You know, what, what what would you say to the person who's listening to you right now and saying, "Oh, great! You know, first I was upset because I was anxious, and now I have to be upset with myself because I'm doubting God's love and and and, <laughs> and His providence." You, you know, we're not. You know, how how would you respond to that person who, who's now beating up on themselves for 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 doubting God's love and providence? Oh, I would say, well, God loves you more than that. You know, like, <laughs> he understands your stress and frustration. So, like, rest in him. You know, that's all he wants is your, your heart, and, and he's patient. He's patient with us and um, more patient than we are with ourselves. So, um, Amen. Yeah, you know, and I think I think along those lines, you know, one of the things that I try to do, I'm curious what you think about this, is is that um, I, you know, we'll, we'll sit down and really try to write out all the other times that I was sure that I was doomed, but that God came through for me as a way of reminding myself of God's constant presence in my life. Uh, is that the kind of thing you're talking about when you say resting in God's love? That, that's a great practical technique. I think it's very biblical. You know, they always talk about, you know, in the Psalms, um, you know, he led the Israelites through the sea for his love endures forever. He did this for his love endures forever. So I think, yeah, that, that can be great. And, and part of it is just, you know, the whole, I, I like to use a surrender novena um, with mm. Father Delindo, you know, just saying it, that has some great verbiage in there to remind me that, you know, and, and to give it to Jesus. You know, Jesus, I surrender to you. You take care of it. And that can give me a lot of peace as well. Amen. Hey, Anastasia, thank you so much for being with us today. Always appreciate your insights. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, I encourage them to check out your website at nationalcatholicsingles.com. God bless and have a great day. We are taking your calls, listeners, about stress, worry, and anxiety and what it takes to overcome those worries and move to a place of peace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let us help you help connect you with the grace and the skills you need to lead a more peaceful life. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. Fall sports are in full swing, and the crisp fall air is a true blessing. Hi, I'm Dan Hall from Pinkney Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and we're very excited about our new Jeep celebration event going on now. You can lease a new Jeep Renegade or the all-new Jeep Compass for as low as $149 per month, or the Ram Crew Cab 4x4 pickup and the all-new Chrysler Pacifica, the award-winning minivan, for only $249 per month. Experience the difference with professional treatment and the absolute lowest payments in Michigan, only at Pinkney Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, or visit us online at PinkneyChrysler.com. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, 
Getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Call Choice Insurance Agency at 734-641-4200. Light of the East. Weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, as though being born and laid in a manger in Bethlehem was not humbling enough, our Lord chose to lower himself in the lowest spot on the earth's surface, the River Jordan. There he would be baptized for our sake and God as Trinity would be revealed. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. Hello, I'm Adora Kassab Ibrahim, broker and owner of Lighthouse Real Estate Group. I would love to guide you with your real estate needs, both residential and commercial. As a family-owned business, I always have your family's best interests at heart. Allow my 25 years of experience to serve you. Please call me today at 248-210-8229 and visit our website, lighthouse-reg.com. That's lighthouse-reg.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Jesus reminds us that the key to receiving mercy is being merciful to others. Being merciful means treating people in a manner that reminds them of their worth in God's eyes. We have lots of chances to practice being merciful all day, but the best place to start is in our marriage and family lives. Here are some ways you can begin being merciful to your spouse and kids and reminding them of what they're worth in God's eyes. First, be demonstrative with your love and affection. Let your spouse and kids feel God's love for them flowing through your arms when you hold them. Second, serve with joy. Remind your spouse and kids how much they're worth to God by taking the time to respond promptly to their concerns and requests. Third, bear wrongs patiently and forgive willingly. By practicing these spiritual works of mercy, we give our spouse and kids a physical reminder that nothing they do will separate them from God's love or ours. To learn more about being merciful in your marriage and family life, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, our show is titled, Don't Panic! As we talk about overcoming the struggle with fear, worry, stress, and anxiety. Is stress stealing your joy or robbing your peace? Or are you in a relationship with somebody who's all stressed out all the time, and it's frankly stressing you out, too? (laughs) How can you support them and insulate yourself from that drama? Either way, whether you're the person who's stressed, worried, or anxious, or in a relationship with someone who is, we are here to help you find graceful solutions to stress, worry, and anxiety. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the More to Life podcast, you can send us your questions there as well by emailing us at questions at moretoliferadio.com. Oh, with that, let's take our next caller, Lisa, who's on deck. We're talking with Chris, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida on Alexa. Hi, Chris. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Thank you very much. I appreciate everything the two of you do. I am a 
76-year-old widow who lives several states away from adult children. I have a darling son who calls me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings on his Mm. way to work, which is very kind, very good. However, it's not happy conversations. He's very stressed. I I aggravate him. I am in his mind an old woman who is stuck in 1953 and I know nothing about the modern world. Now, I have a college degree. I worked for 40 years. I ran a successful government program. So I don't think that I'm stupid. Well, that's really hard being diminished by an adult child. It's, it's, it's demeaning and it's frustrating. Can you give me an example of an exchange, though, that might happen where, you know, what is he reacting to? Yeah. Anything. We can talk about sports. We can talk about politics. We can talk about life in, in the church. We can talk about... And he always comes back to saying something demeaning to you, Chris? It's In any topic? not always demeaning, but it's you can tell by the tone in his voice that it's very um, uncomfortable for him just to have a conversation. I've tried the, you know, like not responding to anything. Like if he makes a joke about politics, I just, I don't pick up on it. I just let it lay. Or if he talks about different sports that he knows that I I do follow and he makes a snide remark or whatever, I let that lay. Um, He thinks that living here in Florida by myself is not a good idea. And it's like, that may be for you, but for me, it's a great idea. This is where... Plus, my house is paid for. Why would uh-huh. I go someplace yeah. else? And yeah, and it's harder yeah, for younger I, adult children to kind of get that, especially this generation of people who are like, I need a bigger house, I need this. Let me ask you a question, though, Chris. You mentioned that he calls you on the way to work. Now, I I know from my own adult children, when they are in that work situation, that mode, and they're calling me, they're stressed. stressed. So have you ever said to him, hey, you're really stressed going to work. Let's talk once a week at a time when you have. Have you ever said that to him? Yes, I have. And he says, I'm doing my duty. And I say, you have no duty to perform. Hmm. Okay, well, I mean, a couple of things. Um, so, actually, three thoughts here. The, the, the first thought um, is that when a person is stressed, um, they, and I'm not excusing his behavior, by the way. I, I just, so, just I, so my second thought is going to be how do you set boundaries with this? But, but the first thing is just a different way of kind of thinking about it. When a person's stressed, and you know this, I'm sure, from your own life, um, sometimes we can come off a little more brusque or a little bit more you know, antagonistic than we mean to. Um, and when somebody's emotional temperature is elevated, it's often healthy to kind of ignore the content of what the person is saying and respond to the feeling underneath it so that you can 
give them empathy, right? A lot of the a lot of the times those kind of nasty comments and side remarks are really saying I'm hurt and I'm angry and I'm stressed and I don't know what to do about it. Uh, you know, he might be saying. You know, Mom, I think you're an idiot. But what he's really saying is I'm stressed and I'm worried and I'm anxious and I don't know what to do about it. Now, again, I'm going to talk about how to deal with the offense in a second. But, but, but just you know, on the front end here, um, it's best in those situations to ignore the content of what's being said and speak to the feeling instead. And say, hey, you know what? You sound really stressed out. What's going on? Um, you, know, you, you, you sort of validate the, the emotion but then redirect towards solutions. Right, um, and not you telling him what to do, not you even offering any suggestions, because that's more likely to get that you know you just don't know what's going on in the world today kind of comment from him. But if you if you're able to sort of ignore the words, but focus on the feelings, and then redirect towards solutions by saying, you know, you really sound stressed out today. What's going on? You know, you really sound upset today. I, re- I love you though, and I, I what's 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 happening? You know, and then when he says that, don't tell him what to do. Say, well, what do you think you want to do about that? Or you know, do you what what kinds of things? How could you respond differently to that? Or you know, don't say anything and say, you know what? I just I wish I knew what to tell you. I wish I knew how to support you. But you know, I know, Lord, please bless my son and help him to have a good day and let him know how much I love him and how much you love him. Amen. Don't ask permission to pray for him. Just bring the Lord into it and then get in and get out. All right, so so again, empathize with the emotion, redirect towards solutions. Don't give advice at all. Um, he's not in a place to receive it. Nobody is when they're stressed out. You know, If you can, just do that little intercession for him out loud while he's talking to you. That, that's fine, too. Um, the second thing, um, if, if that's not working, okay, so start there, but if that's not working and he continues to persist in being kind of rude to you. It's okay to say, you know what, honey, I, I love you, and I'm really, I'm always happy to hear from you. But, but sometimes you, when you're stressed out, you don't hear how mean you are. I'm going to have to go. I'll talk to you later, and then you just end the conversation. Right, so so you're you you're not asking him to stop being mean to you. You're not begging him. You're not trying to convince him that he is being mean. You're just saying, look, I I love you, and I, I'm always happy to hear from you. But today you just seem too stressed out to be to be kind or thoughtful, and, and I'm going to need to go. Bye bye. And you hang up and just let it leave it alone. Um, the the other thought is, you know, if if I'm not, I don't want you to freeze him out. Okay, but if but if you but if you are. If he's gone on a tear where the last two or three calls have been difficult, there's no reason you have to pick up on the next time whenever he does call. If you if you need the break, again, not to punish him, all right? right. That's not Just about, if you're like, I've, I've had enough of being stomped on by him. You know, it's okay when he calls the next time to just text him back and say, I'm sorry I didn't take your call. I was really stressed out the last couple of times that you called because you were really hurtful, and I, and I just needed some space today. Um, I look forward to talking with you on Friday. Right, so you're not shutting him out. You're not punishing him. You're not shutting him down. You're giving yourself the space that you need to just sort of calm down and recover. And you're letting him know that he pushed it, and that you're not you're not willing to go there. And so, you know, and you're also letting him know that you're still willing to talk to him the next couple of days after he's had a chance to kind of think and reflect on that. And if he never thinks and reflects on this, if he's living in this heightened state, if God forbid he's just going through a period of time in his life where he's just being a jerk. Then you can say to him, if he actually says to you, I'm just doing my duty again, or he keeps giving you that that message in some way, and you've tried all these things that Greg is saying, you know, and, and I couldn't take your call because, you know, you hurt my feelings, but I'm looking forward to talking to you on the next time, blah, blah, blah. None of it works. 
that's when you just get very real with him. I mean, you're obviously a very savvy woman. You're listening to us on Alexa. You've got all this going on. Just say to him, oh, sweetie, well, if you're just trying to make sure I'm still alive, I will text you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and say, I'm alive, and you'll know I'm alive, and you can go about dealing with your stress, and I won't be an added burden to you. End of story. But only do that as a very, very last resort. So you can be saying, and it's not to be obnoxious to him in any way. It's to say, I am your mother. I want to be your friend. And I won't be treated as just somebody you have to check in on as, as your duty. That is not that is beneath my dignity. And it's beneath your dig- dignity as a son. If you're just trying to do your duty, I'll text you and save you the, the hassle. Yeah, but but again, you know, this is this isn't up to you to convince him of that. That's it's, right. it's your job to just you know not take that call and then give him the text. All right, Chris. So those are some suggestions for where you can go with this. We do talk about this more in our book on um, God help me. These people are driving me nuts. Making peace with difficult people. It's a book that talks about how to set boundaries in a way that build relationship instead of just cutting people out. Because uh, most of us, when we think about setting boundaries, we think that means you know shutting the door in somebody's face. Uh, what it really means is saying, you know, please stop climbing through my window. You can come through the front door if you like. <laughs> you know? So how do you do that in different situations? That, that's what I talk about in God Help Me. These people are driving me nuts, making peace with difficult people. Thanks so much for the call, Chris. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out again. And we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking about stress, worry, and anxiety. Before we go to our break, we want to offer congratulations to a longtime member of the EWTN radio family. Spirit Catholic Radio, based in Omaha, is celebrating 25 years with us with 15 stations serving Nebraska, plus one serving Boyd, Wisconsin. Congratulations to Jim Carroll and everyone at Spirit Catholic Radio, from all of your friends here at EWTN Radio. And folks, wherever you're tuning into EWTN, make sure to support your local local EWTN Catholic Radio station with your prayers, certainly, but with your financial support as well. We've got to keep EWTN Radio here going strong for decades to come so we can keep supporting you in living a more joyful an abundant life. Thanks again to Spirit Catholic Radio for all your years of building God's kingdom. With that, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about stress, worry, and anxiety as we head out to our break. It's time for our scripture of the day that comes to us from John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Amen. You know, this peace that God gives us, you know, when he says, not as the world gives, when, when, we, when we experience peace in the world, it, it just means that there are no problems that, we're happening, that are happening right now. But the peace that comes from the Lord comes from knowing that even when there are problems, he is with us, he loves us, he is in control, and he's giving us the grace to overcome. So hold on to that peace. If you're struggling to do that, and you are getting a little stuck in that stress, worry, or anxiety, or you care about somebody who is, and you're not sure how to support them, give us a call, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls about overcoming stress, worry, and anxiety in just a minute. Stick around. 
When I heard other business owners say they finally found someone in the credit card industry they can trust, I wondered how he could help me. So when Mark from Schistler CPC offered to show me where all the money goes for credit card processing with a free analysis of my business, I jumped on it. He reviewed how the industry works, where we could save, and offered a no-contract guarantee on savings and excellent customer service. I'm saving thousands of dollars a year. Schistler CPC. Trust in them. More information available on the Ave Maria website under Sponsor Business Directory. I've always prayed, but it wasn't until Pope Francis declared 2021 the year of St. Joseph that I committed to daily morning prayer. My husband Ron and I did the consecration to St. Joseph and started to ask him for intercessory prayer. I always knew the power of prayer, but with our dedication and being intentional, I gained clarity. I went to adoration more. I meditate with Christian music more. I sat in silence more. I looked for God revealing himself to me, experiencing epiphany moments throughout the year. Prayer guides us in a way that nothing else can because in prayer, God is guiding us. My prayer time was increasing and my relationship with Christ was growing. I started to talk to Jesus more throughout the day. I truly began to understand how prayer can lead us to creating a relationship with Christ, a relationship he desires with each and every one of us. Pray and let God reveal his power to you. This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Denha-Garmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. I'm Jack Crisula. Please join us on Wednesday, January 17th at 6.30 p.m. at St. John's Resort in Plymouth for the Rosary, followed by a speech by Father Leo Pedalinghug entitled Prophetic Compassion, How Christ Hears the Hungers of the Heart. Father is an award-winning chef, radio, and EWTN TV host. No registration is required. For more information, please email jack.crisula, K-R-A-S-U-L-A, at trustinus.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and our show today is titled Don't Panic! As we talk about overcoming that struggle with fear, worry, or anxiety, whether you are worried about a specific challenge or just stressed, worried, and anxious in general, or you care about somebody who is buzzing with stress, worry, and anxiety, and you're not sure how to support them, give us a call, 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the More to Life podcast, shoot us your questions via email at questions at more2liferadio.com. Let's talk now with Saint, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia on The Quest. Hi, Saint. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Yeah, thank you so kindly for taking my call. Um, Honestly, I feel like what you said to the previous caller just addressed some things I was feeling. I'm going through a health issue that's been going on for more than half my life at the moment. I'm 51 years young. And I've always had issues with my mom to start. Um, I've been just trying not to take her calls or call her because of the stress in my life. I know that I'm mean to her sometimes, even though I'm trying not to be. And um, But there's a lot of family drama that she keeps trying to include me in. Um, I have some other situations with extended family. I just find that... I'm always enmeshed with somebody else's stuff. It's not mine. 
And so I'm trying to move forward in my life, and, you know, that just really stresses me out. I'm living with a friend now. I had to give up my apartment. And, um, you know, I just want to go forward in the things that I know that God has. And sure. I, I seem to always get caught up in, in drama. In so are you asking about how to deal with the stress from that the, the kind of comes from your mom telling you about all the family drama, or, or how can we help you specifically today? More so with that, not just her telling me about all the family drama, but um, there's just a lot of standing anger with her that I'm trying to work through without her. And so that's part of it. And how to honor her and respect her and still have a relationship okay. with her. Okay. Yeah. It was. Uh, God bless you. Th- that, that's a, that's a terrific question. And thanks for for, you know, a lot of people you know feel like because we're called to honor our parents, it means that we just have to you know do whatever they want us to do or talk to us whatever they want us to talk to them or get together and, and so i appreciate that you're trying to navigate the tension between you know the, the real pain and hurt that you have in your relationship with your mom but your desire to still be in some kind of relationship with her um so uh, two thoughts one just in general uh, kind of a general principle to help you navigate the, the broader relationship but then also uh, some specific guidance on you know how to handle the times when she's sharing that family drama with you and how how to create Create some internal barriers so that you're not quite so rattled. Um, in general, you know, when we're trying to figure out what kind of relationship we can have somebody, with somebody, what we want to do is look at how much contact in, in, and in what contexts can we have contact where we don't have to spend the rest of our day putting ourselves back together again. You know, and now, now that might mean setting boundaries around certain topics. You know, hey, I, I can talk about this, but I can't talk about those things because they upset me. It could be uh, certain contexts. For, for instance, you know, we can get together at a restaurant, but I don't do well when I go and visit her at her house or she comes here. Um, you know, I can talk to her for 10 minutes usually without having to, you know, put, go to that place where I'm just spinning out, but I can't talk to her for 15 minutes, and so I'm going to limit those conversations and always try to find an excuse to hop off after X number of minutes. I can talk to her once a week if we have it on a schedule so that she's not coming at me when I'm not expecting her, so I can kind of put on my emotional armor, get ready for it, get through it, and be done with it because I know it's coming unprepared. She can't just call me randomly and I have to let her know that my schedule doesn't work for that anymore. So think about the times when you've interacted better than other times. might not be great. might not even be good. But they were times that you felt like you handled them better. She was, she was less upsetting to you. Um, you were in a better place emotionally or spiritually to, to handle the calls or to handle the conversations. You know, think about those times that went better and ask yourself, you know, if, if I were to limit the relationship to those spaces, what would that look like? When would I see her or what would we talk about? How often would we have contact? And I'm going to try to limit the relationship to that. If you do that and then she complains about it, you know, then you can say, you know, well, mom, you know, I, I've tried to explain to you that, you know, when you do these things or say those things or, or try to talk about those topics in these ways, you know, it really adds to my burden and I've already got a lot, enough on my plate dealing with the, my medical issues and my financial issues and I just, I've explained to you that I can't do that. So if you want to have more contact, I'm going to need you to respect that boundary of not dealing with those, not, you know, not addressing those things or acting those ways or saying those things to me. Right, so that gives you some leverage. You're able to have a relationship that's based on 
the, the, the most positive or least negative interactions you have with her. And then if she says, I want more relationship, then you can say, well, yeah, I'd love to have more of a relationship. This is what it would take to get it. That's up to you, Mom. What do you want to, what do, you want to do? All right. Um, and so, so that then, in terms of dealing with the actual calls... Um, you know, I, I, I think a lot of the things I was saying to the previous caller apply here too. Don't, don't, you know, she's sharing these things with you, and I don't suspect she's asking you to do anything about it. She's just sort of emotionally dumping on you. Um, if you can sort of tune out of the content that she's saying and just empathize with the emotion, you know, I'm really sorry that that's so sad to hear, Mom. That, that's, you know, uh, you might feel like you're patronizing her, but you're not. You're empathizing. You're saying, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry that's going on. That, that, that's got to be really stressful for you. That's gotta, it sounds like you're really upset about that. It, you just kind of make feeling statements back to her where you're not taking it on. You're not trying to give advice. You're not feeling like you have to obsess about it. It's just I want to empathize with my mom who's clearly stressed out about, about the larger family drama. I'm not going to take it on myself. There's nothing I can do about it anyway. I'm just going to be there for her and, and empathize. And again, even that, if that feels a little patronizing, you know, it's coming from a genuine place and you're really trying to be there for her in whatever way you can without taking on unnecessary responsibilities that you can't do anything about anyway. And I want to just speak to that for a moment because you're taking, you have had so much thrust upon you in terms of having to handle and be responsible for so much in your own life. And there is this part of most of us, it may or may not be you, as adult children, when we have calls from our parents and we hear about family drama or drama in their lives, we think that they're sharing that emotion with and those facts with us means this is one more thing I have to handle. I need to fix this. That's why they're calling. And if I don't, I'm failing my family. We've got to get that desolation out of our head because as Greg is saying, it's really about A, keeping you in the loop and B, really just you know telling you what's going on and what her feelings are or at least expressing that with the level of stress she's giving it to you. And knowing that, this is not about you fixing this. That is a good kind of emotional gate to put up. So you're, you're, you're empathizing with those feelings, but you need to really intentionally tell yourself, this is not for me to fix. It's okay for me to just empathize. I don't have to take this on. Even in the back of my mind, I don't have to take this on. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com. I'm going to make the same book recommendation to you that I did to our previous caller. Take a look at God Help Me. These people are driving me nuts, making peace with difficult people. It's all about setting boundaries that at least leave the potential for a healthier relationship while insulating us from the drama uh, that's happening in the relationship. So it's God help me. These people are driving me nuts, making peace with difficult people. Thanks again, Saint, for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, come on over to CatholicCounselors.com and check out all the resources we have there. Well, listeners, we're coming into the last few, um, well, the last minute of the show. And, you know, as we're wrapping up, I did want to just remind you that a lot of the things we talked about today are actually drawn from my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, which talks about all the spiritual, psychological, and physical ways that we can come against the stress, worry, and anxiety that we feel in our lives. Check it out. It's available at CatholicCounselors.com. The name of the book again, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. While you're there, take a look around at the site and learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through the light of God's grace. 
Again, CatholicCounselors.com. Then get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because you know what? With His grace, there really is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. been listening to more to life with dr greg and lisa popchuk more to life is a co-production of ave maria radio and ewtn radio and is carried across the ewtn global catholic radio network our producer is dan mcgraw for copies of this program or for more information visit ave maria radio.net